Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> wow. Hello. What's All up? right. So, sir, brother, welcome to another episode of the Fandom Initiative. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it was a good weekend, man. I mean, it is a good weekend, I should say, because it's not over yet. Yeah. Unless you listen to this next week, then it is over. Then you know, there's a whole time. It's a whole paradox <laughs> thing, man. I love that. It's really it's awesome. Okay, so let's get the introductions because we've got a jam-packed fun show. And let's start them off with the man sitting across from me. This guy over here. This guy. He is the cinema CEO. He is the cinema god. He is also one half of the tag team champs of the world, along with Lady Mina, who also has a podcast called Mina and Mawa Politicking for the Culture. Come on, Irene. Oh, I swear that I don't care. <laughs> I- This is Michael Williams. What's up, y'all? Brother. Pay pay, pay no attention to my co-host, the the hungry bleak. I don't don't want no smoke, but I'm going to keep saying it. (laughs) Don't don't, don't be surprised if he's gone before the end of the season. (laughs) Blipped. Blipped. (laughs) Filling in for the role of Antonio is Mina? And myself, I am the hungriest man in the room. You can take that however you want. I uh, am the Hungry Bleak. I am also the uh, host of the Hungry Bleak podcast, which comes out every Monday at 6 a.m. Again, I don't expect you to be on at 6 a.m. to uh, enjoy it, but you can if you, if you want. Uh, I am the Hungry Bleak hashtag, the Dark Star hashtag, nevermore. I am Antonio Pomares. Yes, he is. <sighs> sir, how are you doing, sir? I'm good, brother. How are you? Um, you know what? I'm doing all right. Um, America's doing much well because st- because shootings have started again. So yeah. you know we're doing right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I had to throw that one in. You guys know I love just taking a pot shot at the old pastime. No, not mm-hmm. not baseball. No, <laughs> America's pastime is no longer baseball, folks. Mm-hmm. So we have a guest, special guest. This guy is, uh, look, Route 3, Mind to Avenge, Green Lantern. And now he is also stepping into the world of video game writing. I mean, the guy can do just about anything. Okay. And he's going to be here with us discussing the latest episode of uh, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, as well as a series premiere of Invincible. So heavy spoilers alert. Spoiler alert. If you do not want to hear about these Put your earbuds in or, or ear, earphones, earplugs, whatever, and just watch us because we're all pretty. Just look at us. Don't read our lips, but just look at us, okay? <laughs> but this is a very spoiler-heavy episode. We're going to be talking in depth about this. Well, we're also going to be talking about a new project that he has out, which is Kickstarter Live right now. It's called The Fox Chronicles. Mm-hmm. He's also Everybody, a friend of the show, isn't he? He's a friend of our hearts. <laughs> that, as that well as the is. show, yeah. That's what <laughs> that <he> is. <laughs> You've seen him with us time and time and time again. And he is, he's, he's, he's that guy. You know what I mean? It's always awesome to have him on. Everybody, this is Robert Jeffrey. Oh, God. Um, the national pastime joke. Um, I was laughing over here. Like, it, it killed me. Like, I'm, I'm laughing because I just stopped from crying. Um, much like Chappelle said, this racism is killing me inside. Exactly. Nah, oh my God. 
these people said COVID is over. Let's get to popping. Um, I'm sorry. Like it. <laughs> sorry. It just. No, it, it's it, it's real. It, yeah. It's real. It no, is. I just. I like the dark humor, so I was laughing my butt off over here. Oh, hey guys, how is everybody doing? Man, like first off, thank you for being with us. Yeah, again, man, We're, it, it, it's always great having you on, man. Whether you have something coming out or whether you don't, whatever, it's always great having you on, man. Yes, seriously, sir. Yes, sir. and every time you're here. You, there's something like I said. The tax bracket jumps up when Robert's <laughs> on the show, and I appreciate that <laughs> because every time you're leveling up continuously, continuously, dig it. Love to see it. Love to see it, man. Honestly, thank, thank you. It's like um, what is, is it? Sierra. She said, "Level up, level, level up." Uh, up. <laughs> I'm not gonna try to dance. We need those that. viewers, man. We need those viewers. viewers no, you, you don't. You don't want to lose viewers. You want to maintain. You want to maintain the numbers that you have. They they look up and like this grown man. This with with a paunch and kind of balding is over here doing the level up dance, and then talking about comics. Yeah, but is is that Robert Jeffrey? Is he uh, is he doing the Dougie? Yeah, honey, come here. You got to see was, this. No, nah, I wasn't even gonna try it. We try it in the. Uh, was in the green room. You asked me to do it, but um, no, I'm happy to be here. Um, I love y'all show. You know, going back to the, I don't know if I can even say the name of it on the show, but to previous, yeah, yeah, yeah okay, strange, right. strange in the membrane. Uh, you know, that's that's why I, I go back to that, but also friends with Antonio and met up with Mike and uh, everybody else on the show, and y'all been extremely supportive of everything. I mean, just just real talk. You know, so I I appreciate that. No problem. We always appreciate it. So let's dive in, man, because this oh, this was a deep one. Let's, let's let's go with the first one that almost I'm, I'm gonna be real with you. When I saw where they went with this episode, I was happy, I was mad, and I was sad all at the same time. Yeah. Um, because I'm really enjoying this this series. Let's talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier. Sure. All right. If you know your cap history, and no, no, let's say if you know this, the the super soldier serum history, yeah. this episode hits you hard. If you don't know it, this it's I almost envy you because you can actually go back. Oh, well, what's that? And you can go back and read about it, uh, and you yeah. can discover that story all over again. Um, in this episode, we had a lot was thrown at us. We got a little backstory from Johnny. Walker or John Walker, uh-huh. excuse me, uh-huh. that shows where my head is at. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, we saw that we got to see Battlestar. I didn't see that coming at all. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, I saw Robert's face. No, we can we, we can get into that. I mean, when, when you when you uh, in Utah, uh, yeah. Um, we also got oh, wow. Um, the Bradleys. I, I, I mm-hmm. there's a lot there. Okay, let's start with Robert. What, what, what was your thoughts on on this episode? And I know that this this hit a lot of us. Like, ooh, they went mm-hmm. they went there in, in a few ways, especially in in that particular scene. Yeah. Um. So when they started off, uh, the theme song with the um high school HBCU marching band. I was in the house like, wait, what, what's going on? What's going on? Um, and I, I do like, 
And it was funny because my wife is, she was in the high school marching band. So she was just like, let me go get my clarinet, you know, just like whatever. But um, I like the, I like the opening. I, I do love how they're building up the world post uh, blip. So they're fleshing out how this world has been affected, you know, after, um, you know, everybody's come back and, you know, disappeared and just all this, you know, world, you know, changing destruction. Um, so I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the opening, especially the things that worked for me um, was the int introduction of Isaiah Bradley, mm -hmm. uh, which was huge. I, when it happened, I clapped my hand so hard that my right hand was like numb for a mm -hmm. minute. My wife offered me like a bag of ice because it hurt so hard <laughs> um, <clears throat> because I love truth. I love that miniseries yes. and the fact that, you know, Marvel went there, you know, with, and I think that was Kyle Baker, right? Kyle Baker who did that series. Yes, probably. I want to say yes. Know, right, yeah. So for them to now introduce a version of that into the MCU, I was really, um, I was really hyped, you know, and then also you see his grandson and we know who, you know, what his, you know, significance is to the Marvel comics universe. Yes. Um, the And then, you know, the moment of the, the cops, you know, coming over and, and just being the cops <laughs> just when it came to yeah. you know falcon and and bucky um but this overall i've been impressed with the with the past two episodes because every episode seems like a kind of a smaller bit of a marvel movie which i'm which i'm happy with and i and one of my favorite movies uh from the mcu was Captain America and the Winter Soldier because it was like an espionage thriller Thank with you. super heroic action. Like, mm -hmm. I, I love that. And that's what this is. It's like Tom Clancy meets um, a superhero beat him up. And that's the vibe that I'm getting also with a bit of social commentary. So those are the pluses. <laughs> the minuses is Marvel, I need you to stop introducing. And this is something that Jason Reeves has, has gone on length about on his page. And, and, and so I want to give credit where it's due, but it was something that irritated the heck out of me when I saw it, that they introduced yet another black supporting character, sidekick, or uh, partner, you know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I don't, I wasn't familiar with Battlestar, so I know he, maybe he holds a significance <coughs> for some people. For me, mm -hmm. when they showed him in that outfit, jumping out of the helicopter, supporting another white Captain America, I was just like, Marvel, y'all need to, <laughs> Marvel Studios, stop doing this. Like, you have a show which is, which is about it's it's introducing introducing Sam as a lead character, and we have yet another example of the black guy supporting the white guy. I'm sorry, that's just kind of that's just how I it just yeah. it just kind of it jumped out at me immediately when he walked into the locker room and said, "Well, John Walker, what's on your mind? I'm going to help you out with it as we always do." And I was just like, "Come on, <laughs> like I'm tired of that." Um, so that's, that's kind of because, and, and the MCU has a history of doing that a lot. I mean, we only have three, we have Luke Cage, Black Panther, and now this series by lead black characters and like 80 other 70 to 80% of all of the other stories either feature us as supporting <laughs> black characters, um, or not leads. So I know that they are taking steps with Ironheart, with uh, Kamala Khan, with a lot of, with a lot of other, you know, people who aren't straight white men leading these series. But I don't know for some reason, like when that when he walked into the room to offer it sagely advice 
or support to John Walker. I was like, y'all can miss me with that. So that's just me. But I enjoyed the episode overall, but it just, that was, that was a downside for me. Yeah. No, I, I totally can understand that. Um, when he, and I feel uh, the actor is uh, Clay Bennett, mm-hmm. uh, who plays, uh, and I, I've seen him in stuff before continuously. Like he's like when he's like these, um, like sci-fi channel actors. Like he was on a show. Um, oh my god, Lost Girl. Mm-hmm. He was on yeah, that. Yeah. He's been on a few things. Yeah, his yeah. voice is always much deeper. That's what when mm-hmm. he spoke, I was like, why is his voice so high? I'm yeah, not used to his voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and his voice is still deep as hell. Um, so when I saw him, I was like, uh, please don't, please don't, please don't. And then I'm slightly familiar with Battlestar. I just know that Battlestar changed his name because he realized what the hell Bucky meant. Or like Cap told him, which I think is funny that Cap told him about that. But anyway. Um, yeah, so I was like, please. Then when he did it, I, yeah. Cinema CEO, sir, your thoughts. Falcon and Winter Soldier, episode two. Uh, more more of the same of how I felt in the first episode. Like, mm-hmm. this show is just really well done. Like, mm-hmm. um, it's almost like the... The 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 buddy <laughs> the buddy superhero cop show that we didn't know we all needed, <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, so again, I I I, li- I like the I, I mean I really think I like that Sam and Bucky they kind of have this adversarial but respectful relationship with each other, if that makes mm-hmm. any sense. Like, they don't necessarily have to be best buds in order to accomplish things. And I think that sometimes buddy cop shows try too hard to make you fall in love with the relationship between the two people. Like, they have to be buddy, buddy, buddy all the time. And that's not this at all. Like, this is more of an extension of everything that was given to us in uh you know <clears throat> winter soldier slash civil war yeah. <laughs> you, you know what i mean like mm-hmm. these guys genuinely are irritated by one another <laughs> but that doesn't mean that they can't work together and and try to get something done and um <clears throat> you know one of, one of the comments here in the chat is um from amina saying that you know, she feels like I spend half the episode explaining what's going on uh, to her and things like that, which is not really a problem for me because I would rather watch it with someone who isn't mm-hmm. saddled with all the knowledge or the, the things that I know about it that they're trying to accomplish, you know, because then it makes me look at it in a different way, right? Mm. Like it, it makes me change my perspective on what I expect to happen in this episode or what I expect the objective of the entire series to be. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, it was, there was, there was that scene where they all see one another where John Walker and Battlestar and, you know, Bucky and Sam see each other and I mean, I mean, look at each other and we're like, it's almost like the flip of each other. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Where yeah. like Sam kind of is the lead now, mm-hmm. obviously by you know 
by extension from Cap. And Bucky, again, is the sidekick to Sam, like he was to Cap. And then it's just like a mirror flip with Battlestar and, you know, John Walker. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, um, I, I, I had a feeling that Falcon and Winter Soldier was going to be a really good show. I just didn't think it would be to this level with the social commentary and all the action. I mean, the action is like, this is like, this is like prime MCU action that we're getting on a streaming service. Like, yeah, this yeah. is insane. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? They um, they were scrapping. Yeah. Like, they, um, they were like, they were punching the heck out of those uh, flag, was it Flag Smashers? Yeah, Flag Smashers. Um, yeah, and, and that scene, now that was very unexpected when you know, U.S. agent and oh, I'm sorry, they'll just call him John Walker for now. John Walker and mm. Battlestar. Yeah, probably later Bell. on. Yeah, um, and he was just throwing that that shield like mm-hmm. like Cap, and I was yeah. like, no, I don't like that. But they, you know, when they showed the the footage of him on the Good Morning America interview where mm-hmm. he was tossing the shield around to the different mm-hmm. pads, and mm-hmm. and I was like, well, damn, I guess he does have the serum, you know, and I just. Um, I, I definitely enjoyed the action uh, mm-hmm. in it too. There was, um, and I and I like, I'm, I'm enjoying the antagonist. Um, I can't remember the name of the lady who was leading the Flag Smashers cell, you know, mm-hmm. and this whole thing of them like going underground and it's, you know, people are supporting them and trying to like, we want to get, we want to get back to how it was during those five years mm-hmm. and i'm just like mm-hmm. y'all need a tv series about what it was like <laughs> during those five years mm-hmm. because everybody keeps referring to this time as either because you had less people you know the i guess the monkey mucks at the top of the political structure or economic structure right. doing things as normal so i'm like what would those five years have been like but then you also hear about hawkeye you know on his punisher-esque uh crusade mm-hmm. going around and killing all of the um, I'm sorry, the minority crime cartels. Like, why couldn't he gone to like middle America and bust up some, um, <laughs> you know, some of those, yeah. you know, home, you know, home guns. So that's the, that's the thing. I'm, I'm very interested in seeing what that period was like because everybody keeps referring to it. Um, but shout out to Georgia in Atlanta. Uh, like that scene that was in Munich was apparently in East Atlanta <laughs> in an East Atlanta warehouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty sure that was filmed at some high school down here, that whole scene, uh, when, you know, the opening. So, um, yeah, this is this is a series I kind of wish that they had led with. I'm just being real. Um, but, you know, I enjoyed Wanda, WandaVision. But this kind of stands closer to what I enjoy about the MCU, you know, going back to, you know, the uh, Winter Soldier movie. Yeah. So. All right. We have Mina who was saying, oh, sorry, Irene. Who is saying um social commentary? Uh, you know, I, I appreciate social commentary, but I'm at the <laughs> point where I need it to be more than just two minutes, and I think we will get more of that, more of the social commentary in there because I think they're kind of leading up to it, but still trying to mix in the MCU and the action and the intrigue, but also mm-hmm. giving it because the fact that they're even touching base on these topics in here is surprising. Um, yeah. honestly. Uh, Tony K was asking, "What do you guys think about them changing the war that Bradley participated in?" I mean, it, I mean, kind of makes sense because it's more modern, you know, mm-hmm. just like they would do in, in in the comics. They would retcon it because this is going to be the second retcon that we've gotten mm-hmm. in two series. Uh, 
we yeah. might even get more of a retcon because this is only episode two. Mm. You know, um, I mean, I'm fine with it. I mean, just as long as you show him, if you, as long as his story stays the same as far as what was in truth, as far as the core of that, I'm fine. That was going back to my, Mike to what you were talking about as far as explaining some mm-hmm. of the moments or these parts mm-hmm. you know from the book um when we paused it when when they revealed who isaiah bradley was because i explained to my wife what truth was about so she knows about the tuskegee experiment she knows about mm-hmm. you know the history of you know black people being subjected to just medical medical racism you know when it you know so that yeah, yeah, yeah. that's something that we all collectively know about when it comes to our history um, so that being applied to this universe was, and I hope they get more in depth into it because like when he threw that, like my, like my wife said, when he threw that Altoid box into the wall, mm-hmm. it was done. <laughs> it was just mm-hmm. like, y'all better get the heck out. Cause you know mm-hmm. that there's some anger there and it's not just because Bucky was with Hydra. You got to mm-hmm. imagine what it was like for a black man to be fighting. I'm, I'm assuming during the Korean war, you know, with those abilities as the, I guess in this case, it's going to be the second cap. Captain America or the second super soldier? Like, we don't know because the mm-hmm. suggestion has been that since Cap, the government has been trying their best to replicate that same formula over the years. Like, one of my favorite parts about Civil War was when they talked about that strike team that they had subject, you know, that Hydra was building. And they were like, if they had placed one of those, if they had placed that team in like a small country they would have taken it over within one or two days and in my mind i was like where is that movie <laughs> you know that's the yeah. that's what i would love to see so um so i don't know maybe he was the second third or whatever but he, he you know when he said your people bucky was like oh he was talking about hydra no he wasn't I, I'm, I'm still i'm of the belief that he wasn't just talking about hydra he's talking about the u.s government yes yeah Easy. yeah he, he honestly was because we know the history Mm-hmm. there and it's not it's it's not pretty um tony yeah, cade and it's and it, well i'm sorry i, I didn't uh, mean to cut you off brother but okay. it's for the it's for the discussion that seems for the discussion too between me and Nina yesterday like you know she was like oh well there was more than one person that took the super soldier serum like the likelihood i mean and i am vaguely familiar with isaiah bradley like i know the mm-hmm. name and stuff like that i haven't mm-hmm. actually read the the actual you know text about that whole story but i i mean i basically turned and looked at her and i was like you know i can't believe that cap would be the only one for the u.s government mm-hmm. like once you have cap mm-hmm. and it's successful you're like okay now let's get more people involved you know mm-hmm. what i mean and, and let's create you know because ultimately at the end of the day for war profiteering countries, you're looking for the perfect army. Yeah. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And yeah. why wouldn't you try to find, you know, a, someone else or another group of people who would fit into that mold and be your perfect soldiers? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense that, because if you think about it, I mean, look at even at, um, 
Winter Soldier. I'm gonna stop calling him Bucky because it's just annoying the piss out of me. I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> um, it just it's, it's just annoying because he's standing there and and they're calling that, and I'm like, y'all can call him Barnes, y'all can call him. I know he's been called that for years, but I'm like, mm-hmm. you can call him Winter Soldier if you want. I mean, he probably won't like it now, but still, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just gonna call him, but I'm not calling him Bucky. Um, but it makes sense because what they did with him was they were trying to create a weapon. So why not have an arms race, but with super soldiers? Mm-hmm. Everybody's trying to do their thing. And let's be honest. Um, if they were going to have that ceremony, it was somewhat quote unquote perfected. They weren't going to start with Steve. They were going to start with, you know, um, what they would have thought of as being expendable people. Mm-hmm. Let's be real. Let's be honest. Come on. Uh, Tony Cade was saying they're like siblings. Um, I'm going to refute that and say, no, if you saw what was going on there, um, honestly, it was very, uh, and a lot of people have said this and I would be like, look, go for it. Make, make make him buy bar and buy honestly mm-hmm. that whole relationship between sam uh barnes uh cap and iron man is very 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 reminiscent of a romantic relationship friends but romantic relationship some type of re- intimacy there let's just call a spade a spade seriously folks come on let's let's just be honest um but yeah siblings all right cool um <laughs> uh he was he, tony also said he won't be the first cap and he won't be the first cap in the mcu again um the the experiments that they were doing before tony also was saying that why was he locked up for 30 years i'm guessing like in the comic he was locked up because he had stolen government property by stealing a shield and a suit because they had those prototype suits uh, excuse uh-huh. me shields that mm-hmm. um, stark had already made if you watch captain america the first avenger yeah. he was like mm-hmm. oh well these were shields so let's give him these shields that we're also seeing experimental see if they work and i mean so that's even, what i'm thinking and i'll make it even more simple than that mm-hmm. he's locked up for 30 years because he's a black man with immense power that is, <laughs> thank you <laughs> there and i was and i'll add an addendum to that the u.s government probably saw his entire body as being a property mm-hmm. because they put the serum in his body mm-hmm. um so it's just like that you know, as far as I know, I think the showrunner of this of the show is his name is Malcolm. I cannot remember the last name, but um, I they're they're introducing things into the writers' room that I think the last time I saw something like this in the MCU was a TV show wise. I mean, Black Panther definitely be, but Luke Cage. You know, there were there were moments in Luke Cage where I was just like, um, I would love to be a fly on the wall. You know, to see. You know how you know how you're weaving in the social commentary mm-hmm. with you know this tale of super heroics and and all of that. So um, yeah, it's a, it's in and then I think you have other examples like Black Lightning, uh, Supergirl. Yeah. You know to a certain extent. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And, and even the second season of The Boys, like The Boys went mm. went to places where yeah, I was I was surprised because I I haven't I've never read the comic and what I am hearing is that people are saying that the comic and the book are different. And and, it's, and I think one of those elements is the social commentary. I love Garth Ennis, yeah. but you know, that was that John, John Carlo Esposito comment where he says like, I'm not allowed to be an angry black, like that's not something I can do, you know, be an angry black man or something. Yeah. So that's a white man's um, privilege. Yeah. That's a white man's privilege. Yeah. So yeah. there, there are definitely shows that have hit this mark you know, and I just like giving credit where it's due before Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But you have this whole thing of like he's about to accept the mantle of being America's quote unquote savior. And mm-hmm. if the build up is Stimble. to like 
symbol, yeah, symbol or savior. But I mean, the way they're treating John Walker, you're thinking that this guy is like can fly and shoot lasers from his eyes because everybody is just like, mm-hmm. you know, we we've been through it. You know, mm-hmm. we have been through it after the blip. You know, so um, like I said, outside of just we, I got we got to get away from the black people just being support characters. And I think that's what the show is striving for. But like when you introduce something, another element like that into the story, and like I said, the brother got a paycheck, that's good. But I, I can't I, I can't sit here and lie and say that that didn't make me feel some kind of way. Because we've had Rhodey, we've had, we've had every and Sam, you know, mm-hmm. up until this show. So um, yeah, but overall, I'm eight out of ten for the first two episodes. I'm I'm enjoying it. And Zemo, I and you know everybody, Zemo is the most underrated villain in the MCU. Um, I loved him in the Civil War, and I remember people oh, were yeah. dogging yeah. on him. I mean, and I was like, no, that guy broke this team up. Yeah, like he's, hard. he's the perfect villain to have before Thanos comes finally, because mm-hmm. he's the guy that basically pulls the string and unravels the entire team. Yeah, and only with like a few words. He, it wasn't even a sentence. He just yeah. like, it was random words out of a book, and yep. he just sat there like just chilling, like and reading them off. And no, yep. and he's like, no, I'm just gonna keep reading. And then yep. he just walked off. He just walked off smooth, yep. and that was it. Yep. He was that, and he's such a. When people think more of super villains, superhero villains are thinking of someone like Thanos. They're thinking of this huge, big, powerful person who can knock down buildings. So. Sometimes the worst villain is the one that just whispers in your ear or says something. I mean, look at yeah. Purple Man. Yeah. That was one of the most, uh, and uh, I mean, David Tennant did it perfectly, where he just could just whisper in your ear, just a little suggestion, just a little push. And he was so vile and so disgusting. He didn't knock down walls. He didn't fight. He didn't, he didn't do that stuff. Those can be the most destructive people. Look at the world we live in. Uh-huh. Are you more afraid of the guy who can punch or the one who's telling him where to punch yeah that's that those i mean not that i'm saying that if thanos was standing there i'm like yeah so what like i'm not going to square up with him <laughs> like 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 this is not friday the 13th i'm not squaring up on, no this ain't i'm not trying to catch a fade no but i'm saying yeah that i mean because right. it's like you know like loki was there loki was actually could be that in between could be both sides mm-hmm. but loki was taking orders from someone and Thanos was still a person who could say, yeah, do this, but he could also, he, he was that blend. We could also still knock down a building, knock down a world, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. so that kind of thing. So yeah, he, and he's so cool doing it and he was just so chill and he had a plan. He had a set plan and he did not deviate from it. Didn't work All out right. for him too well, All right. but seeing him when he says, I know a guy, <laughs> we go to and we find out about the Bradleys. Then we get that other drop at the end of Zemo. Setting up wonderfully, loving the banter between them, loving their co-worker relationship. I think it's great. I'm happy with it. What Robert said is true, but I think this series is showing the flip side of it, of now I'm the lead. Now I'm looking at you, and you're the subordinate to this guy who's a jerk. And you're probably way more qualified than he is. Mm-hmm. So, and I hated his Battlestar. I hated that suit. Oh, it's Battlestar in big letters. I like, couldn't you not like seriously. I that 
like I'm big on like character design and 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 fashions and stuff like that. It no, I, it, everybody's suit was looking cool. Well, Bucky's, I'm kind of either or, mm-hmm. you know, just because. Uh, and I'm, I'm glad he didn't call himself Bucky at first. He he said Battlestar, and I was like, oh, okay, all right, that's cool. When Barnes ripped off his his shoulder, I was uh, excuse me, not shoulders, but his um his sleeve. I was like, all right, I'm glad he still has the Wakandan arm though. Yeah, I'm glad about that arm. And stop inviting him to the cookout. I heard comments. Stop that. I saw that thread. Okay, gone, gone, it's gone, it's gone, it's gone. <laughs> I saw there, the thread and I moved on. I was like, nope. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I didn't I'm even see the thread. It. I heard about it and I was like, yeah, no. Nah, 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 nah. That was ugly. Um, We're not doing this. There, there's no cookout. <laughs> there is nothing. COVID. Stay inside. Six feet. Inside. Six feet. <laughs> All right. So let's come up with the next one. Uh, this series also is just, if you're a fan of the comic, you you know the comic uh, it's just amazing this is from um image their skybound imprint this is invincible uh this is from robert kirkman corey walker and ryan otley and ryan otley mm-hmm. as a huge um invincible fan this is a character that will be de- debuting on this series uh, later. if you know yeah. you know I always got to bring the good stuff out, man. I always got to bring that good stuff out, man. <laughs> if, if you know, you know, this uh, premiered on um, Amazon on Thursday, a day mm-hmm. early. I was asleep, unfortunately, because I had to be at work. Um, I thought we were only supposed to be getting two episodes. We had three episodes, and they were about right. 45 minutes each, I want to say. This is basically the story of Mark Grayson, who is a young man who is waiting for his powers to manifest because his father is uh, ha- is a Viltrumite and his mother is an Earthling. And they don't know if he's going to be getting the powers. And his father is one of the greatest heroes on planet Earth called Omni-Man. And then his power... I love how his powers kick in. It's That's one of my favorite scenes in the comic, and they did it so well in, the, uh, in this animated series. Shout out to the... Um, to Robert Kirkman, who keeps people employed by just saying, hey, I know you're not on The Walking Dead anymore. <laughs> Got another project for you. Uh, Come on, walk with me. Talk with me. Steve Ewan, Sandra O, oh, uh, J.K. Simmons can do no wrong to me. This cat is this cat is Teflon. Michael, what? Now you haven't read the comic, correct? I have not. So I I love the fact that you're gonna have fresh eyes because Robert yes. and I have read it. What are your thoughts on Invincible? After this first episode, it's amazing. <laughs> it's literally amazing. Um, I liked everything about it. I liked the voice cast he's assembled for it. Um, I I will say this: when the Invincible title card comes up towards the <laughs> end of the episode, mm-hmm. I was not expecting what came after it at all. Like the 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 that's when the show goes. Hard left, hard right, hard mm-hmm. up, hard down, all at the same time, and I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I absolutely love it. Like, everything that transpires after that title card it, it literally is the whole point of watching the episode to me. And and that's the hook that will, get, that will keep you in this series. That ending part. It, they captured the comic perfectly, and the humor... Yeah. The way they 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 time it out perfectly, I. But that's the beauty of having the creators on the title working so mm-hmm. closely with it. That's mm-hmm. that's the beauty of it. Um, Robert, your your thoughts as someone who has written, but you're 
recently read the comic like like this year correct mm. or, or last year yeah. i want to say yeah like my my history with it was a few few years ago i started collecting um the smaller hardcovers and i they are still mm -hmm. big themselves but i collected them up to a certain point mm -hmm. and i stopped so mm -hmm. i and that was a few years so last year or the year before during the image virtual summit where they were revealing news about new and upcoming projects mm -hmm. uh they did a i think it was like a 50 to 70 percent off sale on on books so mm -hmm. i ordered um i wanted to get up and get the books but i i know this is live so i'm not gonna do that but i ordered <laughs> these like three <laughs> these three like omnibus books yeah like i'm mm. not going to get up and be bootleg with this i'm being professional but they're they're like they're like this and there are yeah. three of them and they collect the entire series so i think i sold or sold the old books that i had and bought these new ones and mm. i just now finished a series last year so i finished it last mm -hmm. year and i i am not invincible is one of the greatest superhero stories ever and to me it it keeps my it kept my interest throughout maybe like the first couple of issues were you know more kind of trying to you know build the world flesh it out and you do definitely see a transition with the art you know because the art yeah um ryan otley later issues is a beast and whoever they bring in for the colors is a beast yes. especially when you see the violence but in addition to that, just like the panel placement, storytelling, the, the comic is, and it seemed like kind of an original story for somebody who had gotten a little oversaturated with the superhero market um, when I first read it. So I've always wanted to see this adapted in some form, uh, live action, but also, or actually I, my preference was always TV series, but I never thought it was going to be animated. So mm. um, I enjoyed the heck out of these first three episodes. I know we're only going to first about talk about the first one, but the other part of it is is because um, we're we're spoilers. After that title card, I was when they don't show that level of violence and before, mm -hmm. even during that fight with mm -hmm. the Mauler twins at the White House. There's probably some blood, but it's more like, hey, okay, we can deal with this, but when you see how that goes down it's it's crazy and i know some people are going to say it's gratuitous um and it's the same people i probably have said this about the comic series but for me the violence was always in service of the story that was being told and that's kind of how i feel about this one because the twist being is that it's omni man you know it said that's that's the thing so um and he goes ham mm -hmm. like he goes mm -hmm in the worst way. But as far as like an introduction to the universe, the characters, the voice acting, I was excited about the voice acting crew. And it's a, it's a male, it's a perfect male between voice actors and, um, you know, animation who have a background mm -hmm. in animation, actually who also have mm -hmm. a, a, you know, a background in live action, like Kevin Michael Richardson, Carrie, uh, Kari Randolph. Mm -hmm. um, but then you also see the names like Sneaky Martin Green, uh, Zazie Beats, mm -hmm. uh, J.K. Mm -hmm. Simmons, Sandra O, oh, mm -hmm. uh, and then Mark Hamill. And then like you keep hearing all of, and then Walter Goggins, and you keep hearing all of these names. Yep. And it's just like Kirkman. This is what Amazon needs to do. Like you, all that money that you raise from selling products to Middle America, <laughs> toss it into all of these productions and start being a threat to the other streaming services. 
and this is one of those series that I think could possibly, you know, be one of those like threats, you know, to the to the other services. Mm-hmm. And and then lastly, and then also this makes me hyped about the Lord of the Rings series because if they're they're able to put like this much attention and effort into a comic series that most of America doesn't know about. I'm I'm very excited to see what comes down the line. The only thing I need Amazon Video need to they need to do is fix their interface because that is garbage. I can't find shows in there to save my life sometimes. Um, but as far as the first episode, for me it's like a ten out of ten. Like I, um, this is the perfect way to bring people in, and this is not for kids. This is not for kids. Mm. This is not for kids. So if you have kids and you show this to them, that's questionable to me. <laughs> Sorry, but this is a 18 plus series. And and that's and it's sort of like the boys. So think of it like in some ways the level of violence, the animated version of the boys. But that's the only comparison I'm gonna make between those two series. But um I loved it. Like <laughs> I and, and yeah, and to and to Robert's point about uh, this show kind of being the 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 kind of show that you know is a statement show for Amazon and and, mm-hmm. and hopefully kind of pushes all the other services to you know be on top of their game. Um, I, I <laughs> you you took the words right out of my mouth, mm-hmm. Robert, with that because you know I feel like this is the kind of show that you know send shots over the bow at Netflix yep. and send shots over the bow at HBO Max mm-hmm. and to a certain extent a shot over the bow at Disney Plus too even though Disney Plus kind of has their their IPs all set up and and mm-hmm. and they're just humming along with what they have I again I I sincerely hope that and I'd love it if they did if Disney Plus would just revive an, an X-Men animated series man <laughs> on, on their service i mean seriously yeah. like we need it we need it yeah you know mm-hmm. so what about you antonio what did you think um as a fan of the as a fan of the comic book series um and when it ended i remember it ended what like two three years ago something like that mm-hmm. and i remember saying it on strange and i remember it and i was like damn you know show, this is like sad mm-hmm. to me and i just knew it um when i heard about this coming i was like okay cool and then being able to watch it was just incredible um this is a series that i already looking at it now i'm looking at little things that because i can see the foreshadowing because i know what's going to happen at the end mm-hmm. and i'm like oh geez oh, gee, oh god but the humor is what really got me the humor like when you see the mm-hmm. two guards outside of the white house talking mm-hmm. and they are able to have this human moment you know it's real drama where you're really feeling it and it sends you into this lull because you're thinking oh wow this is going to be great and like if you're new to you're like yo that's great but then you're like oh this is kind of then all of a sudden out of nowhere boom and how they can connect things like it, it's just it, the action is amazing um and it is bloody and somewhat gory but it catches the tone of the comic perfectly so if you're saying it's gratuitous and you didn't read the comic read the comic it actually will stay with you more with the comic because it's just yeah. that still image but mm-hmm. it's a perfect contrast to the bright beautiful world of this is and superheroes and then you see someone's head getting crushed mm-hmm. literally um but the way that they deal with fights is incredible um and the, the way that they, they, they dealt with the um uh flaxons try to remember the name of that race that the flaxons yeah. in the first episode when they kept coming back over and over again 
and how it was like, yeah, it kind of reminded me of um, Mr. McMixelplex. Hope I'm saying his name properly. If yeah. not, he'll probably appear. Uh, <laughs> like that, which is great. And the drama between everyone, how you're getting his, his school life, the home life, the superhero life. You're seeing these three individual worlds and how they're, when they do connect, it's going to be crazy. I'm excited to see the little changes that they're going to make to it and how far they go. And I'm, look, you can tell by the damn t-shirt, folks. I'm a fan of this. This is, to me, this is my, this is tied number one as far as my favorite superhero comic book. This is tied with Catalyst Prime Noble. These two are my favorite, bro. Dude. Exactly, exactly, exactly Dude. my point. He yeah. can't even say words. He can only make it. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace to that series. Like you want, and that's another universe that needs to be mined. Um, that's, yeah, that that would yeah. be a, a, another one. I mean, this, yeah. this series is it's funny, it's poignant. There, mm -hmm. if, if they go with certain storylines, they they actually almost make fun of the tropes of superhero mm -hmm. comics in the in the big two, Marvel and DC. You'll you'll see mm -hmm. things where you'll go, wait, what? There was a time when there was this. This kind of cliche actually still happens in one in one company in, in particular, where there's this cliche where when you're out of ideas, you do this. Um, and they did it. And I was like, wait, what? But the way they do it is so smart and so funny that it makes sense and they make it work with the story, but still holding a mirror to the larger companies and saying, look, you, this is what you do. I did it as a joke and I made it much better and I did it within this within the confines of the story and still progressed my story. Uh, actually there are two tropes that they do, which both companies have done, um, that they actually use in the storyline, make it better, awesome. I love look, like I said, this is one of my favorites. Um, I mean I don't, I don't I honestly don't know what to say. Uh Tony I almost said um Tony Khan because I'm thinking of AEW wrestling. I apologize. Uh, Tony K is saying the Amazon membership is just free money for Amazon. Anyone else selling on Amazon still has to pay for shipping to customers. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> that totally caught me up. I thought that, I thought that thing was going to go somewhere else. I'll be honest with you. I did. I'm just saying yeah. the money has to come from somewhere. Yeah. And, yeah, definitely. and when, and when Amazon entered, I call it the digital streaming, whatever you want to call it, arms race. Uh, that was one. I mean, that's the reason. That's one of the reasons why I always feel that um, the expanse is now on Amazon Prime versus Sci-Fi. You know, mm, people yeah. sometimes. I mean, there's a, there is a legit criticism of having to pay for all of these different services. But my level of concern for genre TV, uh, yeah, actually, just genre TV on basic cable. Don't even get me started on broadcast television um, and cable stations like Sci-Fi. I get concerned, you know, because like when they talked about canceling The Expanse, I'm like, you're you're canceling the wire of the space operas. And then Bezos was like, I'm a fan of it. Let's bring it over. So um, I think they have the capital to, and especially like Lord of the Rings. Like I'm pretty, I there that's money involved there. So they're their money's coming from somewhere. If it ain't coming from, you know, buying, you know, the the retail side of it, then it's coming from wherever else. I know that they hold servers, you know, their servers, yeah. hold, and, and there's, there are many aspects to Amazon, you know, based on, and, and they have, you know, you can be critical of them, and then, um, and they're legit criticisms, but 
they're I need I want them to like they're doing the fast color show. Mm-hmm. You know, I are the what are the chances of that coming on cable TV or network television? You know, that's that's yeah. And that's kind of where I'm at with it right now. Like Netflix drops like 500 TV shows every day, it seems like. Um, Disney Plus has their, you know, their library of titles, including Fox. And now and then HBO Max um, has their original stuff. So um, Amazon just I think that they're going to dip into their pockets to continue to bring out shows like this, you know, for hopefully quality programming. Um, you know, I watched um, and then purchased movies that have already been made. Like, what was it? The um, One Night in Miami. Yes. You know, you have yeah. One Night in Miami. There was there was a movie <clears throat> which was kind of like a period rom-com, like a romantic drama between Tessa Thompson and the actor. And I can't remember what that was, what the name of that was. But there are, I I want them to continue to step up. You know, so we mm-hmm. continue to get shows like this. I want Amazon, Netflix, HBO Max to look at sources that aren't established franchises and build those franchises from the books, indie books that we know about, you know, that we mm-hmm. all know and love. And for me, Invincible and The Boys is kind of a reflection of that. I know those aren't like ground level indie books, but because it's Image and whatever the other, what is the publisher for The Boys? Um, Boys is Dynamite. Dynamite. So, but those aren't those aren't Marvel and DC. Those aren't recognizable names. Right. So, that I'm looking at Invincible from a couple of fronts, you know, as a comic book creator, but also as a fan, mm-hmm. um, because believe me, TV wouldn't have touched this. <laughs> they would not have touched the series um, for a variety of reasons. So, yeah, I mean, the CW right now is the only broadcast network TV doing genre TV on a regular basis. Yeah, I'm not saying it's good. You know, I mean, some of the stuff on there is, yeah. is good. Some of the stuff is 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 all right, but compared to yeah. NBC, CBS, and Fox, which just primarily do f- medical dramas and law law shows, yeah, procedurals and such, yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, there's genre TV is like it's kind of an endangered species. Sometimes I feel when it comes to network television. Um, so I'm I'm here for the streaming networks, Amazon, you know, picking up shows like Invincible. So, yeah, I, I think as long as they got the money. Yeah, I <laughs> think network television makes this the same mistake over and over again as far as genre TV goes. Is that it's almost like they've fallen into this trap of saying, "Well, genre TV has to deliver huge numbers in order for us mm-hmm. to invest time in it," and yep. that's not necessarily the case. Like, I, and, and Tony and I have had this discussion <laughs> years ago when, uh, you know. Star Trek Discovery started we were like I I for one was saying that that show needed to be on network even if you weren't going to premiere it on network initially when it started on CBS All Access put it on during the summertime you know what I mean so that people know that it's on when there's nothing on and people can watch it you know what I mean like they didn't get around to showing Discovery the first season in full on network until I think I think last year they finally put last it on. Year. Yeah. On network last during year. what was it? During the summer, right? During the summer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah summer, summer. Yeah. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, uh Tony Cade is saying that the boys was originally on Vertigo before going to Dynamite. I did not know that, but it actually makes sense because mm-hmm. 
the 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 story of it and the feel of it actually it does kind of feel like a damn vertigo like a vertigo yeah. yeah uh so i mean speaking of books and dipping into pockets and indie let's talk about this kickstarter oh the segues <laughs> are mm. oh, chef kiss robert jeffrey. i love the transition dude <laughs> robert jeffrey you have a kickstarter out right now uh for the fox chronicles tell us about mm -hmm. that please sir the Fox Chronicles is just something you should give all your money to. No, I'm kidding. Um, it's a uh, the Fox Chronicles is a it's a coming of coming of age tale um, set within let's say the distant future, and our focus is on a um, teenage uh, teenager. Her name is Autumn Fox, and the cool thing about you know our kind of you know sci-fi super heroic story is that she. she she knows who she is. She knows what her role is. So it's not, you know, it's not really the traditional um, origin story that you might see where she's just like, what's happening? And, and then we're like, this is happening. But um, the what it is is that she wants to use these um, these abilities or this power to you know, fight against some of the issues which are still plaguing our world, even in the, in the near future. And, and primarily we're focusing on human trafficking. Um, so when she is like, you know, this is, I've learned about this. Uh, I want to do something about it. The, her, um, I, I've dubbed, uh, this AI conscious consciousness, which is like embedded in her head. Uh, we call him John. He's like Obi-Wan, except he's an a-hole. So <laughs> in his mind, <laughs> okay. she is being prepared for a larger, you know, for bigger things. And, and, you know, human trafficking apparently to him is not you know on the menu so that's kind of where where we're at with you know with this quote-unquote origin story um it's a you know we we say that if you're a fan of you know stories like um far sector iron heart and you know voltron legendary defender on the space opera side of things that you know this is something worth checking out uh featuring a um i guess a young adult character of color which to be real there aren't in the mainstreams there are not a lot of uh series which are headline you know by characters like this um yeah. and you know this is all the brainchild of tony cade you know who has mm -hmm. been making you know the comments and you know um during our chat and he's a comic book store owner down here in georgia uh shout out to challenges games and comics uh located in north decab mall and open it's open right now so um but don't go right now go after the show yeah go after the show but after you put it for the kickstarter finish the yeah. show go do the kickstarter then go mm -hmm. to kickstarter. just do all that yeah in, in that order um but tony knows the comic book industry game like he's been running his shop since 94 you know 1994 and the and actually for a while he was the only black comic book store owner in georgia in the southeast on the east coast and um all of that <laughs> all of that but also just you know you know what the comic book industry is like it's it can be rough, you know, it can be rough. So for him to successfully keep this store running is a big thing, but knowing comics and knowing what's on the shelves, he was seeing a, what do you say, a dearth of comics, which focused on 
characters like Autumn. You know, Autumn is she's biracial. She's a she's a young adult of color. She's um, kicking butt, saving names, or she wants to you know take names or save you know save lives and all that. Mm-hmm. So um, this is an idea that he you know he kind of he brought to he brought to me and the co-writer Leo Ware and. You know, we've just been fleshing it out, and the and the cool thing about you know Autumn Fox is that she's kind of a reboot of a previous cam uh, character, which uh, we actually will still tell stories about in the future. But um, you know, it's something that when he explained what his goal was with you know with telling the story, you know, I I had no choice but to say yes. And mm-hmm. the other thing I always tell people is that Tony is the guy that got me involved in writing comic books, so. Uh, the first time that the first story that I wrote, uh, Daddy is a Girl, is because Tony brought me into the Terminus Media fold. Um, so, I, you know, to be honest with you, I probably wouldn't be in the industry if it wasn't for him reaching out. You know, I um, my background is I got out of college and I started freelancing for the Atlanta Voice newspaper, and I wanted to move into writing comic books, but. Uh, so I reached out to a couple of publishers down here, and you know, Tony and Terminus Media were at DragonCon. Uh, shout out to DragonCon! And after showing them a portfolio of my articles, you know, he asked if I wanted to, you know, learn, you know, writing comics, but then also possibly pitch ideas. And out of that, you get Route Three. <laughs> out of that, um, you know a lot of other stuff like radio free america like co-writing that so mm-hmm. um yeah but tony is the reason i'm in the industry so if he reaches out about a idea or something that he wants to write i'm going to sit down and listen and be like okay let's let's do this so uh, but that's you know that's kind of the fox chronicles and my kind of affiliation or um how i'm tied to the series now, the biggest thing that hit me about this because Again, uh, because of um, starting to know creatives and looking at certain things with books and the hands that are touching the books, uh, the thing that stuck out to me a lot was your creative team. Mm -hmm. Incredibly inclusive. Mm -hmm. I loved seeing the variety of faces and skin shades. I'm not going to lie, that hit me like a ton of bricks. Mm -hmm. Um, And I loved it. I mean, I was already on board because you were a part of it. Then I saw that and I was like, you know what? Let me squeeze out a a few more dollars so I can go another (laughs) tier higher on this. Um, That I truly uh, appreciate that because more and more every day, um, I'm I'm looking at that. And if I don't see something that I like, I kind of side eye a a, a comic or a movie or like whatever project it is. Mm -hmm. Um, So kudos to the your whole team on that. Honestly, um, um, no, no, yeah, no. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. Oh no, no, um, no. You're fine. Yeah, I was. I, I was just gonna add. Um, I'm extremely <laughs> proud of of our squad. You know, mm-hmm. um, of everybody, every, of everybody's work on this. And like I said, you see, I always tell people with every project that I do. First of all support the Kickstarter. You can either pledge or share. Um, but then also if you're a publisher or if you're somebody who has money, who wants work done, reach out to these people. We don't, we don't work for free. (laughs) Just being Mm -hmm. real. Like this is not, you know, but then also you're leaving talent on the table. Um, just, you know, looking at, 
everybody on the squad, if you need some work done, reach out to us. You know, that that's I'm always going to lead with that. Uh, there's a reason why we put the bios up there so you can see the, you know, the work that has been done by each of us. And in addition to that, uh, Tony has an awesome eye for finding talent. Um, he's the guy that brought Sean Hill to Terminus Media. Uh, and oh, okay. that's the reason. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's oh. all Tony. <laughs> so Tony Tony uh, met up with Sean at a, at a convention. I can't remember. Uh, where it was, but you know, I had already pitched Route Three to Terminus after doing maybe like one story, and Tony was just like, "Hey, you know, check out Tron's work," and I was just like, "This, this," and now you see where the series is at. Mm -hmm. So um, that's you know, that's what I mean when he has a a really good eye for talent. But um, yeah, thank you for focusing, especially on the inclusivity um, of our crew, like because we need folks to realize that. Everybody, there's a lot of talent out there. <laughs> there's a lot of talent that necessarily doesn't, you know, that gets overlooked, and that's very unfortunate. I feel sometimes, but um, yeah, we get we. This is a ride or die crew, so that's awesome. Um, can you tell us about some of the the the, the rewards and the tiers? Because there are a lot of great tiers, and they have some okay. phenomenal rewards. Um, which is, I always love looking through the first. I look through the campaign again, as I've mentioned. Numerous times I have the app on my phone because it's just way easier. <laughs> um, and I love looking through the campaign first to see all the you know the details and to see the yeah. crew that's on it and to see like what the actual um, like like tiers look like. It just helps me out more, especially if there's a t-shirt involved. <laughs> and then um, I'll go through the the uh, the actual um, like uh, King Yin portion. I'll, I'll see what tier I want. Can you tell us about some of the tiers and some of the rewards that are involved in there? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, at the most basic level, you know, seven, and it seems like these are our most popular ones. The seven dollar and fifteen, you get a um, digital copy, and then like a physical copy also with the uh, fifteen dollar tier. And then from there, we add more um, uh, variants, you know, to to the mix. And and if you look at some of the um, actually covers that we have on the page, you'll see that um, these things are beautiful. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. Yeah. Like we have um, we have a cover by the series artist Fritz uh, I think it's Casas, Fulio Casas, um, or Fulo Casas, um, Leveda O'Neill for the animation style color cover. Um, Marcus Williams of Tuskegee Airs fame. Uh, for cover three and Sheldon Williams um, for the cover four. So in each of these different um, tiers, you know, ranging from I think it's like twenty five to um, twenty five to fifty, you get different uh, variant covers. Uh, the other there's there's another tier which I'm actually pretty happy um, about called the welcome to Atlanta. And if you notice the titles of each of the titles of each of the different, um, who's that laughing? Because I that, have to go. That's, that's totally me. Cause I know, cause uh, I know that you were going to say something about that title because if yeah. something is oh, Atlanta, you, you yeah. Robert going to let you know. I'm going to represent. Yeah. I'm going to represent For because real. I think we have so much, we have so much talent down here in, in Georgia when it comes to um, animation, art, and comics like it's just there's there's a lot of folks um but this tier highlights that we have um it's a package where you can get um different um 
books, a collection of digital comics from mm -hmm. creators that are based here in the city. So that's at the $50 or more. And then we go more up to, you know, the decal prints and you can, I think we had a couple of commission areas. And then there's one, um, the, uh, the last year is I think $200 where you get a one-on-one -on -one session where it's a one hour online opportunity to kind of ask questions about writing in comic books, working in the industry and just talk about comics. Um, and then you get a host of other rewards with that level. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's a variety of stuff. Like if you have money to spend on the high end, that's good. If you just want to pledge seven to $15, that's, you know, that's also okay. Um, but yeah, yeah. So we, we wanted to give a variety of different tiers so people wouldn't feel like they were, we say, um, hamstrung into just keeping, you know, staying at one level. So um yeah that tony keeps pushing that early morning reward yeah. and i'm just like i you know i don't know i'm not the best teacher like i mean i, I mean I'm, here i go like shooting down the reward i mean i it's i think it would be a good session um but that was definitely like tony's idea that wasn't me like man let yeah. me teach people about writing and i don't that's not me like i don't like i get in i do my work i talk about it and then i leave you know i um but tony you know, Tony wanted to put a tier there um, where people could have that option. You know, some people, sometimes you have questions and, um, and ultimately it helps the, um, it helps the campaign out, which is mm. the only thing that mainly that matters at this point. Um, so, yeah, so we, um, I think we have, let me look at the numbers. 18 days left and approximately maybe another thousand and some dollars and change left to raise. Um, but we came out of the gate like strong, mm -hmm. um, which was, which was huge. But I think a large part of that has been great word of mouth from friends um, going on to awesome podcasts like this. Um, we had a good start with a another uh, doing a live podcast with chat and draw with mike watson so yes. we, you know we and we set that goal and i think since that point like when we when i woke up the next morning i think we had gotten maybe two or three we i think we'd raised 25 percent within the first couple of days Ooh. and yeah nice. and i was just like this is this is this is big so you know people want awesome stories and and from what i've seen of the artwork and of course the script that i and i and leo put together um you're going to get that you know you know you know me that's this is where i where i will sell myself um i try to write something that's going to be entertaining and that you can kind of take something from the other part of this is that when um when i was working with terminus media and Tony Cade, uh, we did work for the Centers for Disease Control. Um, we actually did an animated motion comic uh, raising awareness about HIV and SED prevention and, and awareness. And it was myself, Tony Cade, John McGuire, co-writer co and co-creator of The Crossing, um, Peter Mitchell and Tanya Woods and Tony and myself, we would do these writer room sessions where we were trying to do like an edutainment type of thing. And that's what we're feeling that we're bringing with the Fox Chronicles. Um, 
and that's you know it's something we actually won awards for when it came to the animated comic book that I you know just mentioned. So you'll get that type of storytelling um, along with some great sci-fi action when it comes to the first issue of this. Man, I went into salesman mode hard. Beast mode, Look. anyways. <laughs> Sometimes man. it be like that, man. Sometimes yeah. it gotta be like that for real. But you're not lying about anything. Yeah, I mean, it, every, everything is, is hard truth. I will have links for uh, the Kickstarter in here. Definitely. Um, I put in, I believe, the first or second day because I was like, wait, this is all because I already knew about because you had already been talking about it earlier mm -hmm. uh, than before the Kickstarter or prior to the Kickstarter. So I, when I saw it, I was like, OK, but I'm on it. And I went in and I, I had to go in because, I mean, I always have there's like I have so many things to read, but Robert putting something out i'm like okay i i got this this is a no-brainer for me honestly is, what know? is it is this a heart i don't know no. this is a oh okay sorry no, no this, this is, is all right rock. this is this is let's just say the rock let's just say the rock is an upside down heart at this point and i like this you mean is this, yeah like this is what you're trying to do bro this is what you all right man we don't do anything else you're asking me to do the Dougie. I'm like, what's look, this Dougie? Oh look, God. look. What is this, this, is what, this is what we got to do to get these numbers up, man. We got to get these numbers up. <laughs> we need we need the Jeffrey's Dougie. We need that. We need the that. Jeffrey's Dougie. <laughs> well, Trade I mean, me. I, look, what, whatever you got to do, get that TM behind it, brother. But, <laughs> right. Folks, we have talked about uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. We have talked about Invincible, but the big uh, takeaway from this episode is the Fox Chronicles Kickstarter is live. Um, you have uh, time to do that after the show. Go on kickstarter.com, look up the Fox Chronicles. You will see that they have these amazing great tiers. Look at the uh, creative team that they have involved. Like I said, include when I saw the team, I was like, okay, bet. I mean, I was already going to get it, but this seals the deal find a couple more dollars let me not get a sandwich tomorrow let me just let me let me <laughs> squeeze a little bit more out the pocket and get this yeah you're looking for quality work you're looking for in inclusion as far as creative teams you're looking for something that is awesome the fox chronicles is going to scratch that itch you have uh, amazing tears when i saw the uh, marcus the visual i was like oh man this, oh <laughs> this dude this dude just be making my head hurt. I was like, his art is always diabolical. I love it. Yeah. Um, and I saw the team and I was like, bet I'm excited to read this. Um, so please, like I said, we will have the link will drop in here. Uh, when the audio drops tomorrow, I will have the link in the description for that as well. I will have the link for Robert. I will have the link for what's the name of, of Tony's shop again? Uh, challenges, games and comics. I will have the link in here for that as well because I want you to go and support and enjoy. And this is what it is. It's a circle of support, circle of support. Mm -hmm. You know, I wash Robert's hand. He puts a sandwich in mine. That's how this <laughs> works, folks. <laughs> it always leads to food. It always leads to food. Uh, it's like I, I need to throw in a sliders reference with as many times as you've tossed it in the sandwich. Do, um, look, bro, <laughs> we, we could do a whole episode about sliders and sandwiches. Oh, Ooh, my God. We just did that. What we day? just did that. <laughs> It could actually be called Sliders because Sliders is the there, show. Sliders the sandwich. Also sandwiches. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Netflix, hire me. Why are why why are y'all dawdling? I'm naming stuff over here. <laughs> uh, but thank you so very much, Robert. As always, yeah. you are just one of the coolest cats around and thank one you. of the most talented yeah. and genuine 
people around seriously for sure. and, and for sure. i appreciate that all right thank you and y'all are kicking butt with the show like i said um and, thank, and thanks for having me on uh thank you for being on man we always appreciate you yeah. um michael do you have any final words for us sir any words of wisdom sir words of wisdom? Um, <laughs> uh continue to be good to each other there you go watch falcon winter soldier yes uh yeah that's it that's it um y'all pretty much know what i got to say um do the best you can with what you got um because it's all you get you know what i mean and just just try to do the best you can each each day you know honestly if today wasn't a good day you go okay cool chalk it up to it being what it is the next day you get another chance to do it think of every day as a quantum leap Every day is another chance to get things right. That's that's the only way that you can think about it. You know what I mean? It's true. It's true. Yep. And if I can, and now I really want to watch Quantum Leap. I wish USA was still showing it, <laughs> but they switched over to to SVU, which I'm not mad at at all either. <laughs> uh, so yeah, do the pitch again with what you got because it's all that you get. And don't be a dick and don't be a cunt. That's that's pretty much it, folks. Enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, whatever yeah. you do have fun uh it's starting to get warmer out there still covid still be careful still wear a mask still wash your mask damn hands. Wash your hands i saw you come out that bathroom i ain't hear that that air i ain't hear that faucet going i know you nasty ass mm. six feet that's six feet definitely six no, feet. it's like that's 12 feet for me uh, that's it that's he throwing elbows like kofi <laughs> no y'all y'all ain't down here in georgia these people, uh, these people know science sometimes. They're like, um, they say science. Science. Anyways, that's not all of science. Metro Atlanta is good, but the further out you get, it gets. Um, but it's enough. It's it, enough. It's enough. Yeah. It's enough. Uh, 12 feet for me. <laughs> so, on that note, 12 feet. 12 feet. 12 feet. Enjoy the day, folks. Uh, the weather's getting a little bit nicer. Get some fresh air, take a walk, and just soak in that. Soak in the D. And no, I'm not going to edit that statement at all. Soak it in. <laughs> I was like, I, I heard what I heard. I was like, let's you just You sure as hell did. You let's sure did. Roll. You're lucky I'm not wearing a Nightwing shirt because I'd make references all day about <laughs> that too because I don't care. Have a good one, everyone. Peace. <laughs> uh, don't forget to watch out uh, for us. Uh, if you have not, like, subscribe, share, comment, do all that. It's a little gesture to you, um, but it's a huge uh, thing and helps us out. All right. Thank you very much. Enjoy the day. Peace, y'all. Peace out. I'm going to just dance while I hit end.